Welcome back to another edition of the Rossetti and Stewart podcast. He's Antonio Rossetti. I'm Justin Stewart. We're coming from you from WPPJ this week. You know, not in the podcast studio, but we can still get it, get her done. Antonio, how you doing today? Oh, I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing? I'm swell, man. You know, football's in full gear. NBA preseason's uh, wrapping up. The regular season's about to start. Same with the NHL. And, of course, the baseball playoffs start tomorrow. And that's pretty much going to be our main topic of discussion for this week's episode. And, yeah, just, like, your general thoughts, or you just want to get right into it as to who you think's going, like, winning the ser- these. Uh, we can probably start with the – yeah. Wild card series, honestly. Yeah, we should do the wild cards first, and then we could. Um, yeah, I mean, the the interesting matchup out of the gates. I think Tampa Bay and Cleveland's making for a great series. The battle of the low payrolls. Um, two of the lowest payrolls in the league both got into the playoffs. Cleveland, they have been looking very good. Have one of the lo- youngest lineups in all of baseball right now. Uh, they just have been on a massive tear. Not a lot of, pe- no one had. Everyone had this team going third or fourth in this division. Um, you know, Amon Rosario, great year, great batting average. Jose Ramirez, 29 home runs, crapped on the RBIs with 126. Uh, just the production from everyone, Josh Naylor, Oscar Gonzalez, Shane Bieber was looking like his Cy Young self. Uh, I think the Guardians can make waves in the playoffs this year, and if it's not this year, then the next couple of years because uh, they got a lot of guys on contract as well. Um, and then you got Tampa Bay too, which uh, they're another team. Uh, one of the worst power-hitting teams in the league, but at the same time, like they're just dangerous because of the depth they have. I mean, you have a Rosarena. Isaac Paredes was arguably probably one of the best pickups over the offseason that no one really considered, especially when they traded Meadows for him. But I'll just keep it short and sweet. I think Cleveland gets this one done in three games. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Cleveland, they have one of the youngest rosters in all of baseball. They're good offensively. They have some young guns behind Jose Ramirez. Their pitching staff has pitched well. I mean, Cleveland's always historically had good pitching rotations if you go back to a decade or so. And I I think Tampa Bay, I know they just lost Shane Bass to Tommy John surgery, and I know they got Tyler Glasnow back from the rotation, which is a plus, but you have to remember that he's going to be on an innings restriction, so they won't get the full Tyler Glasnow that they're accustomed to. But Tampa Bay, to me, they've kind of been they've been okay this year. But, I mean, compared to the last few years, they're not as dominant. So with that being said, I like Cleveland. They're on a roll heading into the playoffs, and, like, for any sport – you always want to be hot right before the playoffs start, and I think they'll carry it into the divisional series against the Yankees. I have Cleveland winning this series. And before we do our next prediction, I want to remind everyone that you can find our show on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Just search the Rossetti and Stewart podcast. But we, we can stay in the American League. The second matchup, I think this one can be pretty fun, is the Seattle Mariners who are breaking the longest playoff drought currently in Major League Baseball. Since 2001. Yes, it's no, no more. And they're going against the high-powered offense of the Toronto Blue Jays. So, Tony, who do you have in this series? See, if it were a regular seven-game series, I'd probably toss off the Mariners. But with the Blue Jays, they had a good September uh, the rotation. I mean, Alec Manoa is just one of those guys. He's really kind of been unhittable all year, especially with one of the dirtiest sliders in all of baseball. Uh, it's just a stacked lineup. Vlad Guerrero is really heated up, especially in the second half. Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman. I mean, the team just looked good as a whole. Um, I, 
the Mariners, you know, obviously you have your firepower. You have Ty France. You have, you know, probably the unanimous rookie of the year in Julio Rodriguez. But just in my opinion, like, although, you know, the rotation is good too. You got Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo. That team's going to be good next year as well. But I think for this year, just the fact that all three games would be in Toronto, it's tough to be Toronto in Toronto, so I'll just go for them solely because you know how the Rogers Center can be. And plus, this is the first season that they really have fans back. Um, so, yeah, they're going to be rocking, especially knowing that, hey, we're back now. Yeah, I mean, Toronto's always had a very solid fan base. I mean, going back to the days of Jose Bautista, Josh Donaldson, and Carnacio and those two playoff teams, that place was rocking. It gets very loud. It's a very hostile environment for the opposition, as we saw when they played the Rangers a few years back. And, you know, I think the Mariners, while I do think that they are a good team and their pitching rotation is pretty solid, I just don't think they can legitimately get past the, the Blue Jays. I think the Blue Jays, they're playing better in September. They've had a better September than the Mariners. And, you know, I just, you know, Julio just came off the IR too, so – you know, I don't, I don't know, like, what he's going to look like. I know you homered yesterday, but we'll see. Their offense, really, the Mariners isn't really that spectacular. It's not that special. But the Mariners do have pitching, too. So, you know, October, they talk about pitching. You know, pitching is what you want to have because offense, the offenses go stale. That's how it usually goes for the high-powered offenses. But to me, this is a tough one for me. I like Toronto's offense more than Seattle's, but I think Seattle's pitching rotation, I think, is just a slight bit better than Toronto's. So I think this is a toss-up game, or a toss-up series, excuse me. But quite frankly, I'm just going to stick with the Blue Jays. I think, like I mentioned earlier, Rogers Center, just a very hostile environment for the opposition, and they they can get pretty pretty loud there. I mean, as we saw you know, a few years back, so... They really haven't had, like, a lot to be excited about over the last few years because the, the Blue Jays were rebuilding. And, you know, COVID happened. So they were in Buffalo. So they really didn't, didn't get to see the team in the playoffs. So I think it'll be one of those momentous occasions where I think Toronto, I think they get the job done. So I don't know if you want to stay in the American League and do the divisional playoffs. You want to, like, just flip over to the National League. You just want to keep up with the American League. You know what? Let's go right to the National League. Okay. We'll just work our way uh, for, uh, work our way into the bracket. So we got the Phillies and Cardinals. Um, that's the three and six. I do I do want to speak just real quick. Like the new playoff format a lot. Um, I just think that it's just unfair for a team to have only one game at the tail end of the year. Having another team in is pretty good because there there was a lot of good teams that were just on the outside looking in that do deserve a playoff spot. And yeah, so. But speaking of the Phillies and the Cardinals, Phillies, I mean, had a great start. Uh, had a great start after the All-Star break, um, after the trade deadline. And then, you know, they had a really rough September. There was a couple times where everyone thought the Brewers were going to take over. But the Brewers just couldn't get things done. Phillies end up getting that spot thanks to a ton of home runs late in the season by the home run title leader and uh, for the NL, of course. Um, if you guys didn't know, Aaron Judge had 62 home runs this year. Uh, he's the league leader. Um, I'm sure you haven't seen anyone report about that. Uh, but uh, anyways, yeah, I think the Phillies have a really – they have a solid team this year. you got a solid rotation. Uh, just Zach Wheeler, no, no center guard, two really good power pitchers. Uh, people who have done it before in the playoffs – 
But then you also have St. Louis, um, who is just uh, just their lineup from top to bottom is great. Uh, Pujols, that's been the big guy. Um, but here's the thing: Paul Goldschmidt, in my opinion, MVP this year. Nolan Arenado looks good. Brent, you still have Brendan Donovan, Tommy Edmond. I could go through their whole lineup. Um, I think that the Cardinals, just the way they've been playing, whenever you have the hot hand late, it usually carries over in the playoffs. That being said, I think the Cardinals will win this one, but I wouldn't be shocked if the Phillies, you know, give them a fight. Fighting Phils, fighting Phils. Uh, I, you know, it's cool that you have that sentiment, but I'm gonna take the opposite road. I, I think the Cardinals are gonna win this series pretty convincingly. Like you said, the Phillies, you know, after they fired Joe Girardi, they were scuffling to start the season they went on that hot streak even with Bryce Harper out I think people fail to mention that one and like all the way up to September they were playing great baseball and then they just went like on like a 5 and 15 stretch it, it was something crazy like that where their playoff spot was in danger of being relinquished to the Brewers who were behind them and I think towards the end of the season here they just did enough to make it but the Phillies, when I look at their roster, it's just like I just it just doesn't wow me. Um, you know, you have Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber. You know, had a good year, forty six home runs. I, no one's mentioning that either. You know, he the guy has some serious pop, but Nick Castellanos really hasn't had like the type of year that they were expecting from him when he, when he signed that contract. And their pitching rotation outside of Aaron Noah kind of leaves a lot to be desired at times. I know Zach Wheeler's in there, too. He's pretty good. Ranger Suarez. But it's just, I don't know. I'm not really in love with their bullpen either. So, you know, the Cardinals, they just always have, like, a solid roster, no matter if Pujols was there or not. I mean, you've seen Yachty transition. He's not the same player he used to be. But, you know, they still find ways to win. That's just kind of been the Cardinal way, per se. So I'm going to take the Cardinals. You know, like you mentioned, they have uh, Paul Goldschmidt, who's probably going to win MVP. Nolan Arenado's actually had an MVP-worthy season as well, if you look at his numbers. You know, they they just have a good roster. So with that, I'm going to take the Cardinals to win this series and move on to play the Braves. And that leaves us with our last wildcard series. That would be the Padres. And the New York Mets. Now, I will say this. I am glad, like you said, that they, they're doing the best of three. I believe that's the, that's the best of three, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So the Mets don't have a chance to get totally screwed out. Like The Mets win 101 games, and they have to play in the wild card. So it's just, you know, it's just one of those years where the Braves were that good. And, like, I, I, I'm hearing people talk about the Mets collapsing. The Mets never collapsed. They won 100 games. Like, that, that, that notion – it was just the Braves just went on like a ridiculous run. So you just have to tip your cap off of the Braves. The Mets did all they could. So, you know, the Mets, I'm going to take them over the Padres. I really haven't loved how the Padres have been playing over the last month or so. I just think that the teams behind them, they've kind of been treading water. So the Padres really didn't have to do that much to like, you know, they weren't in danger of ever losing their uh, playoff spot, in my opinion, just because of how the Brewers and Phillies were like struggling towards the end. So, you know, the Padres, they have a good rotation, but their offense is kind of like it's Manny Machado reliant, I think, in my opinion. He's had another great year. Juan Soto really hasn't paid off. The acquisition hasn't paid off with the production-wise. Josh Bell is almost, at this point, unplayable. He's, like, struggled mightily since going to San Diego. And, yeah, I just no Tatis either. So, I, I just like the Mets. When you have arguably the two best pitchers in baseball right now, Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer, 
I like that offense too. Lindor for Pete Alonso's had like an MVP worthy season as well. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Mets. They're at home too. City Field is another venue where the place gets loud. The fans will be rocking. The Mets are back in the playoffs for the first time since 2016. So give me the Mets to win that series. Yeah, I mean, I think um, you can ar- honestly. I, I don't care who's listening to this. You can argue that the Mets atmosphere in City Field when watching a baseball game is better than the Yankee Stadium. Um, Mets fans in City Field, yes, they don't have the 27 championships, but whenever they're at home, their fans are there and their fans are rocking. And uh, I've never seen a Mets fan throw a baseball off someone's back. So, um, but anyways, um, I do think uh, that the that the Mets will win the series. Uh, Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer shockingly took losses to the Braves in back-to-back games. We're in the playoffs now. Wait until you see playoff Scherzer and playoff DeGrom. Um, the acquisition for Soto, like Justin said, yes, you know that's a great pickup. But I just don't think that it's going to be enough to beat the Mets. I think that the Padres did lock their position in the playoffs, but they didn't really look good down the stretch. The Mets did look good down the stretch. I think the Braves just look better. Uh, the Braves, I think they're one of the hottest teams in baseball. I think they're a dark horse to win this World Series. But I also think that the Mets have a chance to win the World Series, and I think if they win this series, I think they could beat the Dodgers as well. So that being said, give me the Mets. Lineup's great. Lindor, Marte. Um, can't forget Pete Alonso, the polar bear. I mean, Eduardo Escobar's look good down the stretch as well. Give me the Mets in this one. I wouldn't be shocked if it were two games, honestly, with the pitching they have. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a very fair point. So we're going to flip-flop back to the American League where we both have Cleveland beating Tampa Bay. And if they win, they'll be playing the New York Yankees. So on paper, I think most people would say, oh, well, the Yankees, they should be the overwhelming favorites. But I really don't think that's the case. I think Cleveland's rotation's better. I also think their bullpen's actually better than the Yankees. The Yankees just have had Aaron Judge. That's probably the biggest X factor. Uh, no, duh. But 62 home runs for gosh shakes. But back to the point, though. Cleveland, I like their pitching. They've came down the stretch. Down the stretch, they're playing very good baseball, like we mentioned. The Yankees kind of hit a rough patch there mid-August towards the beginning of September. They've seen them recover. You know, they did, still did win 99 games. So it's not like their season was bad either. But I'm going to go with the Yankees still. Uh, you know, the Indians, I think they're relatively young. A lot of the players, with the exception of Jose Ramirez and maybe Shane Bieber, haven't really had much playoff experience. So I think the Yankees, they've had some guys on the roster. Cole, Giancarlo Stanton, Severino, like Judge, like all of them. They've had playoff uh, taste. So I'm going to give the experience to the veteran Yankees five games, I think. Garrett Cole. I think Garrett Cole's another X factor. He has to pitch well. I feel like we've I've been saying this every year. Like Garrett Cole is probably a top five pitcher, top ten at worst. And like it's just when it comes to the playoffs, that there's not really been that signature game where it's like, oh well he took over and he won that game for like even going back to Pittsburgh, like game five against the Cardinals wasn't his best performance. The wild card game against the Cubs wasn't his best performance. Going back to last year wild card game against the Red Sox wasn't that great. So I think Garrett Cole, he knows himself. He has to pitch good for them to even make a serious run in getting past Houston potentially because that's usually who they play 
if they make it that far. So I am going to go with the Yankees by a slight edge. I think they'll do enough to beat Cleveland, but I would not be surprised if Cleveland somehow like managed to pull off an upset. I really wouldn't. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't. Here's the thing. like You brought up a very valid point. The Yankees' experience and the fact that they still won 99 games. Uh, the one name that you did miss, Anthony Rizzo, a uh, 2016 Rizzo World Series you, champ. You, champion, yep. It, and, you know, Aaron Judge, 62 home runs. And, you know, I know it's been all him lately, but that lineup's still stacked. You still have DJ LeMayu. You still have Aaron Judge. You still have, you know, Anthony Rizzo, like I just said. I mean, the, Glaber Torres had a, a resurgence this year. Um, you know, the catching situation in Trevino was great in the first half. Didn't have a great second half. But, you know, with that being said, I'm not going to go with the Yankees. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Indians because here, here's what I like. Here's here's what I'm seeing. So the Yankees had a terrible second half. In fact, they weren't that much better than the Kansas City Royals in the month of August. So, um, and also they just they just didn't look. They have 99 wins, but this team was on pace to have 100 like 15 wins. Well, you know, maybe midway through June around that time. So, uh, the question is, is their rotation good enough to match up with? Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, and Cal Quantrill, who all had career years this year. Except for Bieber, you know, he had the Cy Young, of course. But, you know, you could still argue that that was a career because it's a whole season. Uh, I think the rotation gets it done. I think that the Yankees are going to come in and uh, be riding off of, you know, the big 60-second home run. Um, but, you know, I just, I just think that the Indians have – enough depth to get to the Yankees rotation because they have hitters that can hit all pitching like Jose Ramirez, you know, Josh Naylor, Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez. These players can hit good pitching. You know, they've hit good pitching all year, um, other than Justin Verlander in a game I won to. But I mean I think that um I think that this team ha- has what it takes. I know they don't have the experience, but hey, we've seen teams get knocked out before and uh yeah, I mean, gain experience by beating the Yankees, right? <laughs> Fair enough. We'll, d- we'll agree to disagree there, but hey, it's, it's all in fun, though. But uh, that would leave us with our second series, which would, we both picked the Blue Jays, so it would be Blue Jays and Astros. So you have high-powered offense, once again, against great pitching. Houston probably has the best rotation, if not top three in all of baseball. And I'm going to take Houston simply because October – the game slows down. You're not scoring 20 runs every game. We all know that what the Blue Jays' offense is capable of. But give me Justin Verlander and then Astros' staff. You know, Astros' offense, too. They lost Correa. Pena was the new shortstop. Had just as good of a year as Correa this year. So the Astros, at what, I just... I just I'm just shocked because just ten years ago they were like the laughing suck of baseball and like just to see they just continuously pump out great players in their farm system and they make smart off season moves you know that's why the Astros are where they are and you can say what you want about the whole World Series what that that's fine it's very valid but you cannot deny that even without that they're still a very good team and you can make the argument that outside of the Dodgers they were probably the best team consistently consistently in all of baseball this season so 100 give me the astros they have the bullpen they obviously have the pitching and they have the hitting too so the, when you have all three of those you are in a prime position to make a serious run i think the blue jays rotation after besides alc is kind of like iffy i mean uh reuse out for the year 
Jose Barrios has had an ERA of five over the year, so not really something you want out of a guy you committed money to long term. So, you know, it's just one of those things. I like the Blue Jays. I would not be surprised if they somehow won this series. But I just think Houston, like the Yankees, they've been there, done that. Altuve, Bregman, Verlander, all veterans, all playing well at the moment. So I'm going to have to go with the Astros. Yeah. No, and I agree. And I also think that, you know, also having home field for the entire entirety of the playoffs on that side. I mean, I think that's that's really huge up until, you know, if they do make the World Series to have that home field advantage. And I'm not and it's not for reasons you guys are thinking. I just think that their fans are good. Uh but anyways, um you mentioned that their rotation's one of the best, but you also have to consider too that it's not only the rotation. This team had three players with over 90 RBIs with Alex Bregman, Kyle Tucker, and Jordan Alvarez. Um Jordan Alvarez, I mean if Aaron Judge isn't there and you know even Shohei Otani, I guess you could say, who is arguably an MVP candidate as well. I think Jordan Alvarez has a chance to win, you know, MVP this year. Kyle Tucker, uh, he had a great year last year. Everyone talked about him last year. He does it again. You really don't hear a lot about it. The guy had 30 home runs, 107 RBIs. And you can't forget Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman. Those two guys have been here, done it, won a World Series, made it back last year, made it against the Nationals. I think this team is going to make the World Series again, in my opinion. Give me the Astros. I think that they could get this one done. Uh, it, I believe it's a five-game series for the second round. I think that they could get it done in four games. That's, that's a very fair point. So we're going to flip-flop back to the National League, and our first matchup would be the Braves and Cardinals. And I think that, as far as pitching goes, that's going to be a really good series if that does come to fruition. I'm going to take the Braves, though. Just kind of the theme here of this podcast, a lot of these teams, the Braves especially, they, like, rolled their way in September and they were like on such a hot streak that they actually overtake took the Mets who at one point were actually 10 games ahead of them it just the Braves just went on a ridiculous run and when you, when you consider the Braves offseason they, they, they lose their franchise cornerstone and Freddie Freeman contract issues whatever you, you want to call it like there's always historically with any sport there's always a drop-off for championship teams the year after we're seeing with the LA Rams now like there's just a drop off with production, you know. Guys get get what's the word? They get head not uh they get uh complacent. They get complacent, and they want the money after. But the Braves they've managed to put together a pretty solid roster. They really signed guys on the cheap. I mean, they signed Austin Riley, Acuna. Ozzy Albies, the very team-friendly deals, like they could get more money. They might get probably get double in the open market. So it's just they've built like a sustainable culture there. Where the Braves, they're not going to only be competitive this year, but they're probably going to be competitive for the next you know five six years, considering how well they've built their roster and their pitching. Like they just have like an endless supply of starting pitching. Like I, it's just been incredible, honestly. And I, I just think they're one of the most well-run teams in all of baseball currently right now. So. Getting back to the series, though, the Cardinals, you know, they've been playing well also. But I do think the Braves have the edge in starting pitching, and I think their offense matches up well with St. Louis's, you know, Cunha. Uh, Swanson's had a career year. He had a good year last year, but he's been even better this year. And, you know, just their their rotation, I just think I like them more, honestly. 
Um, they have four or five guys that could legitimately be aces on their on any other team. So give me the Braves over the Cardinals. I do think this will be a back-and-forth series. I think both teams will flex their muscles, but I'm going to give the slight edge to the Braves. And I think this is going five games, by the way. You know what? When I see this matchup, I just think 2012 wild card with the infamous infield fly rule. Oh, well, we're back in the playoffs with these two teams. And I'm pretty sure that they met in the playoffs in 2019 as well. Uh, so, yeah, I, that the um, the Braves had a 10-run inning, I, I believe, against the Cardinals in 2019. No, in the I think first. it was the Cardinals. It wasn't the Cardinals? Yeah, it was the Cardinals that scored 10 runs. The Cardinals yeah. scored 10 runs against, vice versa. I meant to, yeah. yeah but, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, we're back in the playoffs right here. And I think... Uh, I, I agree with Justin. I think that they've really built a really solid baseball culture with, you know, their whole team, LBs, you know, Adam Duvall keeps, you know, always seems to come back to Atlanta. Uh, you have just a really solid team picking up Matt Olson, uh, Dansby Swanson, and just when he thought he couldn't get any better than last year, has an even better year this year. Th- this And, Last but not least, Austin Riley, man. Austin Riley was probably one of the best third basemen in all of baseball this year. Plus, I mean, yes, they have good pitching, but just the seeing Spencer Strider have the rookie year that he had, and then also in the playoffs, I know he didn't have a great year, but tr- just having Charlie Morton having that veteran leadership as well is huge for a team. I think that the Braves win this one. Um, I think the Cardinals give them a fight just because of the star power they have with Aaron Arda and Goldschmidt. But overall, the Braves, they got a squad this year. Give me Atlanta. Yeah, I didn't even mention like the, the other rookies too, like William Contreras, who was an all-star this year. Michael Harris. And Michael Harris the second. He was, he was played, played pretty well all year long. So the Braves, just they just have that young talent. They know how to develop it. So, you know, they they have they have the potential to have uh, extended success well beyond this year if everything goes right for them. But our second series, to wrap up the NLDS, we would have – we both picked the Mets. So I think as far as market-wise, this is pretty entertaining. You have New York, New York and L.A., the Mets and Dodgers. The Dodgers – They've quietly, like, I don't really think anyone's really talked about them. They've quietly been one of the better teams in MLB history. When you, They won 111 games. Their run differential was top five all time. You think about it. They they have the hitting. They have the pitching. I know we always, there's always this, this uh, there's this perception about the Dodgers that they just go out there and spend all this money. They, they spend money, that's for sure. They are the Dodgers after all. But they, a lot of their talent's homegrown. Like, when you think Cody Bellinger was, like, homegrown, he was a prospect. Really, the only player that's, in recent memory, been, like, a high-priced superstar trade was Mookie Betts. That was really the only one. And you saw they signed him to, like, a $400 million contract or close to it. I mean, their front office is just smarter than everyone else, honestly. I mean, Justin Turner, they didn't just sign him to, like, a, a, an $80 million contract. They got him from the Mets because the Mets didn't want him anymore. So he was just one man's trash is another man's treasure. I mean, that, that's how it went for the Dodgers. So, you know, their lineup, no matter who they lose, they just plug someone in and they just keep it rolling, bro. The Dodgers are just so ridiculously stacked in their farm system year in and year out. And they also have the resources and the finances to sign whoever they want. They could literally sign Aaron Judge right now if they wanted to. If they really wanted to, they could sign Aaron Judge. So, uh, uh, you know, the Dodgers, 
They just have that endless supply of it's just ridiculous. And then the, the Mets, you know, who were never the last 15, 20 years, they were not known to do crazy moves like that. They've gotten a new owner and they've kind of followed suit with like what the Dodgers and Yankees doing. They've been spending a lot of money trying to build a legitimate legitimate contender. And they've done a pretty good job here this year, winning 101 games after all. So who do I think is going to win this series? Man, I it's just it's just hard to go against the Dodgers. But then when you think about the Dodgers' playoff success or lack thereof, it's it's pretty jarring to me how they they only have one World Series in the past like ten years. They've made the playoffs, so I don't know. I'm gonna go with the Dodgers in this series, but like I've said, we've seen them get upset by the Nationals in 2019. So upsets are definitely on the table. I think the Mets are more than capable of beating the, beating, the, beating the Dodgers. They have the talent to do so. I think they match up relatively well. I just think the Dodgers might have just a tad bit more depth after, like, you know, like Clayton Kershaw. He's been their ace for the past 15 years. He is no longer, the, like, the, the de facto best pitcher in baseball anymore. But yet they've been able to find pitching around him and they've been just fine. So I think with DeGrom and Scherzer, if they like somehow get hurt between now and then, I think the Mets are pretty screwed as far as depth goes, honestly, in my opinion. So I'm going to give the slight edge to the Dodgers, but like I said, this is probably going to be a five-game series too. Yeah, I this is going to be a really good series. Um, I went with David over Goliath with the, India, with the Guardians over the Yankees. Now we got the Goliath versus Goliath. And uh, which Goliath is better is the question. Um, so um, here we go. So you mentioned about how they just make their prospects and stuff. I mean, Will Smith was homegrown as well. Um, just uh, Clayton Kershaw was homegrown. Walker Bueller, who sadly was out for the year, homegrown. Julio Urias, homegrown. And then you mentioned Justin Turner as one name. Max Munstey was DFA'd by the Oakland Athletics. That's very true. And he, I know he had a down year this year, but hey, I mean, he was at 153 with 12 homers. He's up to 196, which is not good, with 21 homers. But he had a great last two months of the season, and no one talked about it because uh, Aaron Judge had 62 home runs. And um, another thing, too, is uh, another player is Chris Taylor. Who would have known that he started his career with Seattle, right? But all of a sudden, he was an all-star last year. I mean, this team is just never-ending depth. Uh, there, Clay Thompson isn't the only good Thompson in California. <laughs> Trace Thompson had a career year this year. I mean, he batted 268 with 13 home runs. I mean, and guess what? That's not even nearly the best. That might that would be the best. He would be one of the best players on the Athletics. This guy's a seven or eight hitter on this team. Trey Turner, big pickup. Freddie Freeman, big pickup. Those are also two players that have been here, done it, won World Series. Uh, you also have Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts. I mean, Mookie Betts honestly is another player. Um, if it wasn't for Paul Goldschmidt, you could argue he's MVP this year. Thirty-five homers. And you mentioned Clayton Kershaw. I do. I agree. He's not. As dominant as he used to be, but man, I mean, I, I, I'm taking him any day. Uh, Tyler Anderson's looked great this year. T- uh, Tony Gonson looked great. Uh, uh, Urias looks great. But then the one, but there is one X factor I think that the Mets could have that wins the series. Max Scherzer playing his former team and just Jacob Degrom. So 
you know, Chris Bassett too. I mean, I, I think he could be the, arguably the third starter as well. He's good as well. But I think when it comes down to it, I think the one th- ed- another edge that the Mets might have is their bullpen's pretty stacked too as well. Not that the Dodgers isn't, but uh, it's just like the closing role has been switching back and forth lately. So I still think the Dodgers' bullpen's very good, one of the best in baseball. It, with all this considering, I think it makes for a close series, but I don't think anyone's beaten the Dodgers this year. And it just, I know you might be able to say that every year, and the question is what makes this different. I just think that, like Justin said, they don't have as much eyes on them as they usually do. I think that's going to play a key role in how they play. They're, this is going to be a motivated Dodgers, Dodgers team. Uh, momentum kills. Momentum kills. And the thing is, they're coming in as the hottest team. They've been the hottest team for the whole second half. Give me the Dodgers. 111 wins here, and I think they beat the Mets. It's going to be a good series just because of how good the Mets pitching is and stuff. It's going to be a good series because both fan bases are going to be rowdy, but I think the Dodgers get it done. Flipping back to the American League for one last time, Tony has the Guardians and Astros. I have the Yankees and Astros, but considering how good the Astros have been all year long, I think not that you, you might disagree with me, but I do think the Astros beat the, the Guardians here. It's just kind of what I said for the previous series with them and the Blue Jays. The Astros just have that good of a team. I think Cleveland just runs – or not Cleveland. I'm talking about the Yankees. I think the Yankees, they've always – they've never been able to beat the Astros in a playoff series yet. And that seems to always be their one team that they cannot get over the hump. And I, and I just think this year the Astros' rotation is much better than the Yankees' I think their offense is more in unison. I think the Yankees has been maybe just a tad bit too much judge. A little bit of stand in there in Rizzo as well. But I think the Yankees offense, considering that rough stretch they were on, it was all Aaron Judge. He was really the only player that had a pretty consistent year the entire year for the Yankees. And I think the Astros, they have pieces on offense that can counteract with that. So I think the Yankees offense probably is going to struggle against the Astros pitching. Just my hunch. But the Yankees usually make it pretty entertaining with the Astros regardless of outcome. So the Yankees will definitely put up a fight. They're not going to get swept. You know, they do have Garrett Cole, Severino, and Jameson Tyon after all. Like, those are those are competent pitchers, Severino and Tyon. So they'll give, they'll give them a fight. But ultimately, I just think it's the Astros, they just have the team, man. Like, they, I just – I cannot – go against the Astros. I really think they're going to make another World Series. It's it's kind of ridiculous to even predict that, but I'm just I just believe it that much, honestly. You know, their pitching is just better. And at the end of the day, I think October when it gets cold outside, the by the ball's not flying as much as it does during the summertime. I think the Astros have the advantage, especially pitching. So, yeah, and you know, I was just thinking about it. You know, if you look at the National League, Mets, Dodgers, Braves, all powerhouses. And then you got on the other side, Houston and the Yankees, in which I didn't pick the Yankees in my in my uh my previous round. But I think like the Astros were the clear cut you said it earlier, they're the clear cut best team in the American League. And they were the most consistent team in the American League as well. So here's the thing. I have the the Guardians versus the Astros. Now the Guardians they like I like I was saying earlier, they have this really young lineup. But just based off of what I what I saw when these teams went head to head, I don't think that 
I think Justin Verlander is just on another level this year. I think you have people like you know Fran, what Fran Berfaldes. You have people like Jose Urquidy, uh, you know, what's the other one? Luis Garcia. Yes. I mean, and then not only that, but their bullpen has been one of the best bullpens all year, capped off with Ryan Presley. Uh, Ryan Stanek uh, had a great year as well. Um, it just, I, I know Ryan Stanek has been injured, but, you know, I just, this their bullpen is just really strong. I think that gives them an edge over a lot of teams. And I honestly think that they're not they're going to win this ser- the series against the Indian uh, the Guardians convinc- convincingly. I think that this Astros team is just as good as the team that won back in 2017 if not better, um especially with people like Jeremy Peña coming out of the woodworks. So, yeah, give me the Astros on this one. I think they get to the World Series. And honestly, I think it's going to be, you know, Astros and Dodgers that by the end of it. And I think it's going to be a toss up between those two teams and I'll get to uh my point on that later. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, so you picked the Astros. I okay. did, yeah. So yeah, that I agree, man. We're just, you know, it's just kind of great minds think alike, honestly. But um, going back to the National League, though, we do have the Mets and Dodgers. <sighs> no, no, it's not mentioned. It would be Bra- Braves, Braves and, Dodgers. and Dodgers. Yeah. So, although I've been saying throughout this whole podcast that I've loved how the Braves have been playing heading into October. I do think that the Dodgers cut that short. I do think the the Dodgers do get get past the Braves this year. Uh, the Dodgers, I, I just think, I've been saying this, no one's really talked about them a lot. They had a really great year. I mean, there's a stretch there where they were like, well, like 40 and 6. Like, that's just unheard of in modern era of baseball. So, with that being said, they've continued that momentum here in October. They have the pitching. The Braves obviously have the pitching too, so... With that being said, I think this is going seven games. But the playoffs run through Dodger Stadium. And I think game seven, give me Clayton Kershaw or Julio Urias against the Braves in that fan base. I'm going to take the Dodgers in seven games. But if the Braves somehow, I would not be surprised if they somehow beat the Dodgers again. Because, like I said, the Dodgers have had their fair share of collapses here in the playoffs over the last ten years or so. But... I just think the Dodgers, they have all the motivation in the world. No one's talking about them. They haven't gotten the fanfare, I don't think, as much as they have in previous years. So I think the Dodgers are coming into October pretty hungry to uh, run the table through the National League. That's just my opinion. So I have the Dodgers going to the World Series against the Houston Astros. I'm starting to get annoyed about all this Dodgers and Braves talk right here. We're not going to say it. I need to bring it up during this podcast. The Pirates finished 62 and 100. That means that they improved from last year by one game. Oh gosh. Yeah, so let me just give my little uh so I let me let me pull it up real quick. Let me pull it up. So I was just thinking about like how the Pirates, they've had one of the worst stretches in, you know, probably baseball history for the past 4 years. So and in the past 4 years, the Pirates have been 211 and 335 and Derek Shelton his manager is 142 and 242 so yeah there's your Pirates update now it's time to get back to real baseball (laughs) Uh, so anyways uh, we got the Dodgers and Braves sorry for taking you guys off the rails but you know you need to hear about the Pirates every podcast Uh, so yeah my money's on the Dodgers on this one against the Braves Braves have a really solid squad 
I mentioned that earlier. I'll mention it again, and I'll keep mentioning it. Do they have a chance? Of course they do. But the Dodgers right here, real tough loss last year against the Braves. Everyone and their mothers and their fathers all had the Dodgers beating the Braves last year, including myself. So this year, I think it's going to be a different story. Dodgers, like I said, they're going to be a motivated team. Every I feel like even though... Vegas has the Dodgers winning. There hasn't been, like we've been saying, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about how this team's been playing. Justin Turner had a rough first half of the year, had a great second half. Max Muncy, the same. I mean, even Joey Gallo, his average is still down. He, even he hasn't been terrible for them. He hasn't been, I mean, his average is still real down there. Uh, Cody Bellinger's average has been down there, but he'll still pop off in the playoffs, I'm sure of it. So, yeah, give me the Dodgers in this one. Um, another thing about them is, you know, the fact that they have five solid starting pitchers. That means you could put two in your bullpen because now it's like you, you could see maybe Clayton Kershaw in the ninth inning like you've seen before, and no one's going to be looking at the pitches that he's throwing before he throws them. So, you know, the whole facade of him not being able to pitch in the playoffs can be ceased. So, yeah, I'm going to... I'm going to go with the Dodgers in this one, and it's going to be Dodgers and Astros in the finals. Cliche, that's what Vegas has, but that's what I have as well. And that leaves us with the Dodgers and Astros, probably two of the most even-keeled teams we have, honestly. Um, I have no idea who would win this Two series. best teams all year, honestly. I mean, they have been. So if we want to go back to 2017, the series won seven games, and – Pretty much it was back and forth. The Dodgers looked like the clear-cut team one game. The Astros dominated the next game, coming up clutch with home runs. So I think this is going seven games again if this were to happen, this World Series were to happen. And quite frankly, oh, I I can't come up with a winner. I mean, That's what I was saying earlier. I, I, just I like, really I don't, don't know who's going to win this. So the Dodgers, I assume, would have home field because they have more. I think they'd won more games. By five. Yeah. yeah. So, man. So, if I was forced to pick a team right now, I'd probably say uh, Dodgers. I'm going with the Dodgers all the way. I I think they'll see the Astros. They'll have PTSD from 2017, and they'll kick their teeth in. So, I think the Dodgers, they're going to be fueled, already fueled by people not paying attention to them during the season. I think just – They'll find ways to be motivated. And I think the Astros, uh, it doesn't take much to get motivated to play the Astros. So let's just put it that way. I mean, considering what happened to the Dodgers five years ago, I think the Dodgers will be ready. And like Dan Campbell, the coach of the Lions, said, let's kick their teeth in. Give me the Dodgers <laughs> in seven. Motor City, D- MCDC, Motor City, Dan Campbell. I wish we could get him on the podcast if you're listening out there. But anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, who do you pick in this game? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, and I think what it comes down to is how I'm going to narrow it down. Is that I really think the Astros could win this, but how about I say it's fifty-fifty? They're both going to win. Uh, just play it easy. But now, if I, I'm since I'm on air, I have to pick a winner. I just I'm scared. After I pick the Dodgers, I know Kyle Tucker is going to pop off. I know Jordan Alvarez is going to just be blasting balls as far as he can. Um, but I just, when you think about it, you know, obviously you have the Mancini pickup and the Vasquez pickup. Uh, Maldonado is also an experienced catcher, too. I mean, people love when he catches. That's why teams always trade for him. Uh, but when it comes down to it, 
I, I think that the Astros have a lot of veterans on their team, a lot of experience, but I think the Dodgers just have slightly more experience, especially with Mookie Betts, 2018 World Series with the Red Sox, and just, you know, all the t- a lot of the players from that 2000 and, uh, 2020 team are still on the Dodgers this year. Uh, like I said earlier, you still have Trey Turner, who was a World Series champion. Uh, I mentioned another name earlier, too, who was also part of a World Series team. I can't put my finger on it, but, you know, it just – I think when it comes down to it, I think that the Dodgers get it done. I, th- I do think the Astros have a better bullpen, but I do think that the Dodgers have more firepower. Freddie Freeman was the guy I was thinking of. He won a World Series last year, a ton of World Series experience. Um, yeah, my money's on – the Dodgers to win. I wouldn't put the house on it. I wouldn't put the D to the house on it, but I would put $10 on it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Dodgers just because I think they have the slight edge. Like I said, the Ashers have the better bullpen, but you're going to take two of those starters that the Dodgers have, put them in your bullpen, so I think it's going to even itself out. Um, I know the whole you know saying, you know, how – You've seen it in the past, like Clayton Kershaw blow games late in the game. Uh, Doug traded back for the Pirates, too. Oh. Uh, it just, um, it's one of those things where, you know, starters aren't as great in the bullpen, but I think the Dodgers are a different story with just the amount of depth they have with, you know, Tyler Anderson, Tony Gonsolin, and just their whole rotation. My money is going to be on the Dodgers. It's a cliche pick, like I said, but guess what? You have the two most top-heavy teams in baseball. Last year, you saw the powerhouse go down. The powerhouse isn't going to lose every year. There's a lot of parity in baseball, but there isn't that much parity. Give me the Dodgers over the Astros, who also have 106 wins, the two best teams of the year. We're cliche, but guess what? We're just picking what we think is going to happen, and I think that's what's going to happen. There you have it, folks. Those are our playoff picks the games start tomorrow. I hope everyone is able to watch them. Should be a lot of fun. But as a reminder, we both have the Dodgers winning. It's not cliche. I just think they're that good. But just a reminder before we wrap up the show, if you want to find our any of our shows, our past shows, interviews we've done, predictions, just goofy stuff, find our show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Just search the Rosetti and Stewart Podcast. Tony, before I wrap up the show, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, no, and it was a cliche. You know what I will say? It was a cliche pick at first, but like I said, they haven't been talked about as much. It's not as – I can never say the Dodgers are an underdog, but it, it's looking like that just because of all the attention that, you know, Pujols and Judge have had for the past month. That's been the only talk about baseball, only talk if you tune into things. Even if you tune in the MLB baseball, uh, MLB network, like that's been the only thing talked about. Listen, you're going to be talking about the Dodgers soon. And uh, they weren't talked about enough. They're going to make sure you talk about them. From the words of a wise man, that was Antonio Rossetti. I'm Justin Stewart. You're wise as well, man. And I appreciate doing this podcast. <laughs> yes, with you. sir. Thank you, Justin. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening, guys. Yes, yeah, so we'll be back next week with another edition of the Rossetti and Stewart podcast. Take care, everyone. And one last thing, it's officially Kenny Pickett season. Bye.